I'm also a primary school teacher and I'm, I'm quite familiar with, it's amazing, but very familiar with the, the sort of typical people that get rolled out for Black History Month. So Nelson Mandela, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, which again, all amazing. But I thought it would be really important to focus more on Black British history. And so, yeah, started to do a little bit of research. I hadn't heard of it before, if I'm honest. But I think I was really drawn to the comparisons to Rosa Parks' story. All of the children, you know, knew about. And so when I told them, actually, we've got our very own Rosa Parks story, but it happened here, they were just completely awestruck and just completely immersed in in the story and when I said that there are people that are still living they're like oh my goodness they're just absolutely yes. over the moon you yes. know and, and very excited <laughs> is, is is very exciting so then Catania said you know talked about the Bristol bus boycott and I I didn't know absolutely anything and it was very interesting to, to read whatever is out there which is not not much, very much uh, not very much yeah and then uh, we decided because we have a film and music academy that has been uh, teaching once or twice a year for either 12 or 20 classes with the children of our state and uh, and other states here around us to actually put together a plan where we would teach music and filmmaking as we all, always do but with a focus this time on the Bristol bus boycott and so then Catania started developing the idea with the children. Yeah so we looked at the story which again there, there wasn't that much out there but we found a, a few pieces on the BBC News website and ITV News and we sort of just went through what they might have been feeling as you said about one of the ladies in the Malcolm X group today said that she still encounters times where you know she's she's not allowed access at her age and just said to the children what would that feel like you know how would it feel it couldn't work where you wanted to or you couldn't go to school where you wanted to how would you feel and then we started to come up with with a script sort of inspired by not not directly based on but inspired by what we read and what the children felt that they might say or how they might react in a situation like that and all our students happened to be BME and so the, we really liked for them to have these events resonate with them it was really really important that as Katana was saying that we are all familiar with the important historical figure from Mandela to Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, but it's about what is in yeah, your own story. country, yeah. in your own yeah. country, you know, these yeah. are extremely important people. These are historical events which yes. need to be at the forefront in, in every day, not only in October, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yes. Well, that's exactly um, right. And here at Ujima, we celebrate Black History 365 days a yeah. year. Absolutely. And yeah. these stories of, you know, what we call our local heroes and sheroes, yes. you know, Roy Hackett yes. and Barbara Dettering, who are still alive and were part of the bus boycott are our cherished elders of the community and it's yeah. just so lovely to have yeah. other people recognize them because you're right oh, it isn't documented and it isn't recognized no. you know no, we, we yeah. finally got a plaque in the bristol bus station um you yeah. know and it but it, it's not enough is it and it's so it just really touched me to see you guys doing this play educating the youngsters from a bme community about our history and yeah. you know a real history in our country and post-colonialism you know and it's just yeah, yeah I, I just yeah. bow down to you and I think it's fantastic oh, what you're doing you. and it's really one exciting the, one of the children said oh miss this is like history but it's really fun you know it doesn't have to be really boring and yeah. I think he just recognized himself and he was so taken with with the story and, and when I said that actually there are surviving members they're like what oh my goodness we can't believe it you know it was just they feel so in tune they've gone home and they've come back and they've told me what they've found online 
and they've told their parents and they're spreading the story for us without being told to do so that's amazing so i really do think it's amazing it's definitely touched they've definitely been touched by this story and it's and it's yeah. so important that schools tell a history that we relate to isn't it so when yeah. will the musical be coming out and what's it going to be called well, we're going to have the performance on the 26th of October wow, at 4 p.m. We're all very excited. We would like for whoever can come visit us and come to the performance. We would like to have as our guests the people who are still with us and yes. who actually live on, you know, on personally through this experience. Through experience and yes. see, they would be so inspiring and wonderful and exciting for the children and for us yes. uh, to meet them in person. If, uh, if you can help us reaching out to them and invite them over, yeah, it would be wonderful. And the musical is called People Like You. And obviously because it's children, it, we had to be quite sensitive about the way that we approached uh, racism because you don't want children to go out there being angry. So you need to allow them to understand what happened, but also to, to make sure that that energy is, is used in a positive way. And so we wrote a song called People Like You, which is basically saying from the perspective of the bus company that they didn't want people like them working within. And so we wrote this song about it and we thought it would be appropriate to name the play and the musical People Like You, because, um, you know, my, my grandmother came over here as well in the 60s. And I know how prevalent it was for them to be seen as, as the other you know and we thought that was really important so we've kind of highlighted these really sort of strong themes and powerful themes but I think doing it by the musical for the children allowed them to sort of explore those areas but without it being too heavy Does absolutely that yes and I think it, we try to, to for them to acknowledge and, and strengthen their identity um, there's also the event is called standing on the standing on the shoulders of the giant because we really feel these people are giant we're all learning a lot from people who have fought for human rights and the musical is one of the events we are going an extremely important event we're going to have on that day we're also making a documentary and we would like if possibly to interview those who are still with us and we would like to come to uh, Bristol on Monday and we're trying to reach out and see who we will have two or three children with us who have been interviewing present local residents here in South London in this area um, in Elephant and Castle about what is the meaning of being a black person you know and what have you seen in the past decades have things changed or you know what is happening when you are black and you live in this society and the children have been very good in the questions and the quality of the question the way they have uh, mediated between understanding the other person's point of view and their experience really really integrating the other person's experience with their own experience it's been wonderful to witness that and it must be quite hard to talk to the children about racism without feeling angry yourself that must be quite a challenge how do you deal with that i think we are quite lucky uh, in where we're based in South East London, Elephant Castle, it's a, it is a very multicultural area. And so it's quite nice to look back and I can even give the experiences of, of my mother who was very dark skinned and, and went through a lot of racism, racism, even in primary school from her primary school teachers. But it's quite nice to sort of show that story and show where we are today in 2019 and show them how how lucky we are and, and how we've progressed basically you know and to make sure that we don't slip back into you know with, with brexit and and taking place now it's really important to let the children know actually it isn't that difficult to slip back into, into ways that our grandparents and and for their great-grandparents not that difficult to go back to those times so you really have to think about 
you know, how we speak to people, how we treat people and for the other to not be a scary thing because there can always be a new other. You know, yes. so, yeah, very true. Yeah, very so, true, very true. Um, and I think lately Brexit is what has uh, brought to the to the fore for everyone. Being white Italian, living in London and loving this town and feeling that this is my home. I've been here for almost twenty years. Yeah, having to apply and demonstrate who I am and finding the paperwork. And I've been very lucky that. You know, I've been accepted, I've been given the settlement status, I have a residence now and, and all of that. But I know people who haven't. And I think, you know, even without going into the horrendous Windrush scandal of people yes. being sent back 60 years later. This is, this is a horrendous ghost that yeah. is really sitting on our shoulders yes. and constantly breathing. Yeah. And the day after the Brexit vote on the 17th of June uh, 2017, uh, which is a date that many Europeans do not forget, you know, I have Polish friends who were, were spat at and yeah. they were said to go back to your country. And as you know, I believe three Polish men have been violently beaten and one has been killed in the past two months in London. If there is ever reason to, to be violent against anyone, which is never there, but these people were absolutely gratuitous attacked because they looked like Polish and then... You know, it was it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable. And and I think these the example of the Bristol bus boycott with the musical and of the documentary and what we are trying is really to to widen the net of what racism and integration and what this means and how it is important that we are all one without losing our identity. And I also think for the for the children, I thought it was really important and and there's something quite special about the fact that um, even though it might have been difficult for me, who was trying to get more information, but there's something quite special that the story wasn't that well known because it was really great to just tell them, you know, these were everyday people with everyday jobs and they made a difference. Yeah. And so for, for this new generation of, of young people that are growing up, you know, the first time I in introduced this story to them, you know, I said every person in this room in 10 years time could be known for making a difference. You know, you, you don't have to be born into a certain culture yeah. or you don't have to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth to, to make a difference. You know, if you make that choice that you are going to fight for what's right and for what's equal, then we could be talking about your story in 20 years time. And I think that really resonated that these people weren't necessarily famous, but that they had made a huge difference, that laws were changed, that the lives that we live today, you know, they had some impact on. I think that was really important to them. I think we want to develop in our uh, young students a sense of awareness, of awareness of themselves and awareness of the older. Celebrating the volunteers, the change makers, the activists and the community champions. You are the unsung heroes who make Bristol a better place to live, work and play. Bristol, a city of service. I am from Jamaica. I was born in parish of St. Mary. And in 1962, Owen Henry and I formed an association. It was called CCC, Commonwealth Coordinated Committee. When it came up, that guy was refused from getting a job, for an interview, actually. We decided that we'll change the name, and we changed it to Bristol West Indian Parents and Friends. Well, Owen Henry and I and the rest of our team had a meeting on a Sunday at Owen Henry's office was here in St. Paul's, and we decided that we will block the buses coming into the city. Well, we blocked it on Fishburns Road coming into Eastville, and other people blocked it in the area that they were. While we were blocking the roads, there were women going, taking kids to school in the morning, 
and they want to know why were we there and so forth, we tell them why. They take the kids to school and join us. The men would not because they were swearing, uh, no physical, nothing, but verbal to us, mm -hmm. very much. The outcome was after about six weeks or so, uh, they relented and they allowed them to be interviewed. And if they pass the interview, they will allow them. And it did happen. It's because I know that we were British and this is a British country. And I'm quite sure that if you have the opportunity to exercise your right, and you're British and in a British country, you should be able free to exercise the right, or also free to get a job you are capable of doing. I don't want anyone to give you a job which they don't think you can do, or you're not fit to do such job. And we're not looking for that. And this is why the interview refusal was really paramount for me to act myself and my friends to do something about it, because if we didn't, our children and our children's children would have to face these complications. And I don't think that was right at all at the time. And I still don't think it's right. Celebrating the volunteers, the change makers, the activists and the community champions. You are the unsung heroes who make Bristol a better place to live, work and play. Bristol, a city of service. Oh, 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 oh.